welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast Hey, hey, eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the trailblazer, Louis Fox. That's right. I'm blazing all sorts of trails. I made some eggs for Matt. I had never made a medium yolk before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if you are friends with Louis on Facebook, he always posts these pictures of his breakfast creations Mm -hmm. because you, during quarantine, you've been... I've been cooking. You've been cooking. And so I asked for an over medium egg and you that blew your mind. (laughs) It's either cooked all the way or it's runny as hell. Or has hot dogs on it or some (laughs) sort of like weird spam or... Yeah. Throw some corned beef on that bad boy. Yeah. And so... Recently, you the other day you had a triple hot dog bypass yes, surgery. So I invented this. It was a, a sausage that I slit down the middle, filled with corned beef hash, <laughs> and then slipped some bacon on the side. And then I got people to uh, bet on when I would poop. Wait, so was this an actual pre-existing thing that you copied a recipe, or were no. you like, you know, evil I was chef like, in the kitchen? I was evil chef. I was looking in the kitchen going, what's going to make me poop the most? <laughs> I got paprika. <laughs> I got coriander, <laughs> spam, corned beef, hash. And Chinese five spice. <laughs> How can we make something out of this? And then the, you just put it all in the sausage. Do, there, there should be an app like that because there is that for drinks. Like you look in your liquor cabinet. It's like, okay, I have bitters, grenadine, vodka, and Icelandic moonshine. And then it will say the drink. Like then you, you put that into the app and it will say, here's the three drinks that you can make with yeah. these. Do they have that with food? I don't. I you mean, should make this. It's, ca- it's called Google. You put in <laughs> hot dog, corned beef hash, and and paprika, and it will tell you what. And to it make. just says, "Please do not do this." Yeah. <laughs> it's Warning: You are about to enter a website that's for morbidly obese. <laughs> Dial nine one. <laughs> and keep here's your- a helpline that you can call for your disgusting eating problem. <laughs> it just sends you gluttonous <laughs> asshole. It just sends you a pamphlet. <laughs> Now, you had an exciting week. Uh, yeah, I went to the doctor more this last week than I have in the last 25 years of my life. Nice. Uh, yeah, we got back from New Mexico and my legs just stopped working, which is not the first time that that, that has happened. The last time it happened, I had meningitis. Yep. So we were sort of thinking it was meningitis or some sort of blood clot. Where would you have picked up meningitis? I don't even know how meningitis works. Yeah. But I know I've had it and it sucks. Yes. Um, so Erica, we went to the urgent care and they couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. So we went to the ER they did like ultrasounds on my no, legs. No, no, here's the best part though. So I FaceTime Matt and he's like, hey, Erica, we got to go to the emergency room in a second. And then he just keeps chit-chatting with me. Because <laughs> like, I had forgot to tell her that the doctor from the urgent care had called me and said I need to go to the ER. Yeah, I mean, if a doctor tells you to go to the ER, you should probably go and not talk to me about I forgot. something stupid. <laughs> Yeah, she was pretty upset about that. <laughs> I like how I'm like, hang up and go to the ER. And then we kept chit-chatting. Because <laughs> Erica thought I was joking. But yeah, no, we had to go to the ER and uh, they couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. 
And so a series of blood tests and whatever, they still don't know what it is. Ah. So they, they think it's some sort of arthritis, ah. you know, that, which is, you know, it's normal. I'm at the age of arthritis. Where you start breaking down. Yeah, 39, you know, good times. But yeah, so a couple trips to the ER, uh, multiple COVID tests. It was quite exciting, yeah. man. Did you do the, how deep were the nose tests? The, well, the, what was weird is the first one, they went hella deep. Like, mm-hmm. And I've been COVID tested twice before. And this time was like, wow, like that hurt. And then the second time COVID test I got last week, it was nothing. It was just like, you know, picking my nose. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know. How is there a difference in the distance that this thing goes back into your face? I know. I I don't get it because they're testing for the same thing. And my thing is, if it's so contagious, right, I should have to breathe on that swab. It shouldn't have to go into the back of my nose. Yeah. Why don't they make the swabs that have like a little pink line that's like, go to this this distance, right? Like, why is it this sort of arbitrary number? It's like, do not fill past this line. That's why you have to be super polite. To the te- I te- when I did mine, I tipped the technician oh, yeah. twenty bucks. Did you was- pre-tip or was it after? <laughs> oh, I pre-tipped. Oh, and he's okay. like, he's like, trust me, you're good. Yeah, all right, <laughs> um, trust me, this is coming back negative, no matter what. <laughs> he's like, how do you want this to come back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, Andrew Jackson says negative. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been uh, it was an eventful week, and it's weird to think that I have arthritis. And Erica's like, when she's you don't get sick often, but when you do, it's big. It's meningitis, dengue fever, COVID. Yeah. You know, I don't mess around, man. No. No flu, no cold. Yeah. Just the big stuff. You don't get the crick. <laughs> the, the, I get the, the rickets. Yeah. I got the hookworm. <laughs> you got the, yeah, I got the pinworm. <laughs> I got the hookworm. <laughs> I, I got, I I got, got all polio. The <laughs> got some black plague. <laughs> yeah. I'm old school, man. All right, Louie, let's get to the stories. Let's do it. Now for some weird news. This story comes from guitarworld.com. That's a news source more reliable than having a zombie play speed metal. You don't think so? They don't, you move, don't, they don't move fast enough. It's more of like a slow, yeah. they're trying to play metal, it turns out to be a reggae song. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone knows zombies only do Bob Marley covers. And to like, yes, man, Charles And we jam in. All right. Sorry. I, 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 would, I would pay 99 cents to download that album. I am Ja Rastafari, man. All right. Man builds guitar out of his dead uncle's skeleton, uses it to play black metal. I think he means to say African-American metal. <laughs> it just means dark metal. Oh, okay. You know, like a nice steel or... A An iron? Aluminium. Aluminium's not dark. Okay, all right. Like when you say, I play metal, like what type of metal do you play? Titanium? <laughs> do you play aluminium? <laughs> What's the name of your band? Metallurgists? <laughs> We all like an electric guitar fitted with a nice bone, nut, and saddle. But how about one that's just, well, bones? You know every writer for Scooby-Doo episodes when Scooby-Doo would play like a a skeleton is like, 
this guy totally ripped us off. Right? <laughs> I think Fred Flintstone did this in the opening of the Flintstones. He, play, he plays a skeleton <laughs> guitar. Meet YouTuber Prince Midnight, who constructed a guitar with a body built from an actual human skeleton. The skeleton, as Prince Midnight tells Guitar World, belonged to his uncle, Philippe, who passed away in the 90s in Greece. So, right away... This feels shifty. Like, like it's not really his uncle. He just bought a skeleton and is telling a story. Oh, you think so? I think so. No, it says later in the article, explains how he acquired them. But I'll tell you what. like, I the- can explain how I acquired some of the stuff I have upstairs. True. <laughs> and, and, and it's more convincing than this guy's story. Well, it's interesting because, you know, as someone who owns a number of human skulls, sometimes when people see them, they're like, how do you know these weren't murdered? And I'm like. I don't really. No one really knows. Yeah. You know what the person who sold it to you said. Yeah, exactly. He originally donated his skeleton to the local college and was medically prepared for the school, Midnight says. First of all, we're taking this guy named Midnight Prince. Prince Midnight. Prince Midnight at his word. (laughs) (laughs) Prince Midnight, would you put your hand on a stack of Bibles and attest this is your uncle? He's like, only the dark Bible. Only the Saint Almanac. (laughs) The Saint Almanac. It It comes about Satan. It tells you when the crops are going to (laughs) die. The the, the Satan Almanac says the world's going to end. It's going to win. It's going to rain frogs. After 20 years, he ended up in a cemetery my family had to pay rent on. Like literally in a wooden box. I love how he's like, he's explaining. Yeah. He had to live in a coffin. He had to live in a box that I was paying rent on. In the ground. What? Who? Who are these savages? I like how his big issue is he's paying rent on his like where is dead. What are we gonna do? Evict him? Yeah, right. I think Thomas Edison said thriftiness is the mother of invention. Is that what he said? I think so. Really? Yeah. This guy's like, it's cheaper to turn my uncle into a guitar than pay rent on his crypt. That's why I every time I saw Thomas Edison at the dollar store, I knew he was going to come up with some cool invention. Yeah. <laughs> why are you buying fishing line and glass domes? Get ready. It's a big problem in Greece because orthodoxy religion doesn't want people cremated. Prince Midnight proceeded to contact the proper authorities, including the State Department and State Attorney's Office, in order to repatriate his uncle's remains. So I got the box of bones from Greece and didn't know what to do at first. Bury them? Cremate them? Put them in the attic? All seemed like poor ways to memorialize someone who got me into heavy metal, he continues. It still feels shifty as to how legit this is. I disagree. I feel like he went through all the proper channels. It's probably easy to trace because if his uncle did donate himself to the college, there would be some sort of you know what the best paper part is? trail on that. The college was like, no, we're done with this skeleton. Yeah, that was the weird part. Dude, your uncle is like the worst as a medical <laughs> specimen. He's as bad as a medical specimen as he has taste in music. Exactly. He's basically, he just stands in a corner, right? You can't, how do you mess that up? I have no idea. And so Prince Midnight decided to turn his uncle into a guitar, which he says, unsurprisingly, proved to be challenging. After doing plenty of research, he even consulted with two people at Dean Guitars in Florida, who eventually got cold feet. Midnight built the guitar, dubbed the Philip Skellicaster we see before us. And then there's a video of him playing a song. Shredding. And I, I, I will tell you, it looks like he's um, air jerking off a skeleton. <laughs> As for the biggest challenge, making sure it was actually playable. 
Prince Midnight says the hardest part about building an instrument is constructing it in a way that it will stay in tune. Yeah, because every instrument stays in tune. Every every concert I've ever been to, they spend half an hour tuning guitars. No, they got the guitar guy on the side. You know, yeah. they they switch out the guitar. Oh, that's a, for your high class. New one. skeleton. <laughs> Bring me Aunt Sally. <laughs> He's got his whole extended family from the old country. <laughs> From old Greece. Kelly. I like how the guy plays dark metal. Like the, the uncle is like a dark metal guy. But he's like, but I wouldn't be just buried in the Greek Orthodox tradition. What are you saying? Religious people can't listen to metal? The dark metal. Yeah, you never heard the religious dark metal? It's great. <laughs> it's it's amazing. <laughs> Regarding the Skeletons guitar's performance, Midnight says that it's pretty fine, though it also has its quirks. You have to strum inside the ribcage, so there are no sweeping chords like Pete Townsend of The Who. You can only strum as wide as the ribs will allow. There's a certain unexplainable quality to it, he says. It's called you're strumming inside some dude's ribcage. <laughs> I know what the quality I've been inside my uncle. (laughs) I played inside my uncle. Uh, I I believe part of my uncle Philippe is still there, literally and figuratively. Just a warm presence, maybe enjoying his next life as a totally metal guitar. You know what, though? When he went to get repatriate this box of bones, it's not even his uncle. It's just like, it's someone else. Nah, come on, man. Do you think they really keep track of that? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? He continues, now Uncle Philippe can shred for all eternity. That's how we would want it. I'm super proud of the project and how it serves to honor him, his life, and his influence on him. To hear Uncle Philippe in action, check out Prince Midnight's cover of Dark Thrones 1994's black metal classic Transylvanian Hunger on YouTube. That's a lot of words <laughs> to, to describe this song. <laughs> it's pretty good. I did listen to it. And it's good. It sounds good. I don't know why you would do a guitar. I would do like a cello? No, I do like a marimba. Ah. Right? Or a washboard, you know. Oh, you play the ribs as the washboard. Yeah, you know, and the natural sounds as opposed to like having to maneuver your hand inside of the rib cage. Well, and then it's also it's an electric guitar versus an acoustic guitar as well. So you're really not getting the tones of the bones. <laughs> the tones of the bones, <laughs> the bone tonal. And what happens if you like you break a string and a rib at the same time? It's oh. like one you can fix, the other you can't, right? Yeah, yeah. And if I think if he wants to go totally dark metal, like completely dark, uh-huh. you got to use. We did a story in episode 91 about them using uh, 3D printing to recreate a mummy's voice box and yes. create the sound. They got to use the mummy oh, voice. Oh, you got to have the mummy voice. You got to have some of those EVPs, like where you get the static and you hear the ghost go. Oh, go yeah. Away. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah, you got to go all in. <laughs> uh, what kind of music do you play? Ghost metal. <laughs> uh, so what do you think, Louie? I like it. I mean, I like anyone. I like our bodies after we're being done just not thrown in a ditch i agree and you know we do talk a lot about what we're going to do with our bodies or our pets bodies when they're done we've done episodes on this about people composting Mm -hmm. making trees out of them rings out of them and i love the idea of making a guitar and this is a guitar that will live on forever man yeah this is not going to go away i don't think you can legally throw it away going to go in a museum or something here's the problem is this guitar becomes his children his next of kin's problem yeah right because you can't like you're like oh i have grandpa's guitar but i live in louisiana and we can't sell it here yeah i would love to see the carrying case for this guitar like when he comes to the gig (laughs) it's like you know up rolls a coffin he's like that's my guitar (laughs) 
He's got a whole row of them <laughs> when that one's out of tune. It's amazing. Uh, and check this out. You know, the guy's a decent guitar player, and uh, the, the YouTube video is pretty good. We'll, we'll link to it on our website. Yeah, if you but check if it you out. see a picture of him, which we'll put on the website as well, he's wearing a wig, and that loses a couple cool points. Yeah, it just means maybe he's Greek, dude. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. <laughs> right. I'll give him that. All This story comes from futurism.com. That's a new source more reliable than a bankrupt chemical company cleaning up its mess. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They have such a good history of going through and cleaning out their bats. Especially if they're Russian. (laughs) They do not give a shit. Nope, nope, they do not. They don't give a shit when it's operating, (laughs) let alone after it's done operating. Exactly. So this story goes, blue dogs discovered near abandoned chemical plant. Now, I'm trying to decide, without looking at the pictures, are, like, are they aristocratic dogs, or are they just sad? What does blue have to do with aristocratic? They have the blue bloods. Oh, yeah. got, gotcha. That means they're either aristocratic, or they come from a line they're of cops. They're sophisticates. <laughs> <laughs> they got a Tom Selleck mustache. <laughs> yes, that they twirl. Uh, yeah, so this story is a little bit sad, with one to bring be a downer on your day. But the pictures are cool. The the pictures are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So stray dogs with bright blue fur have been spotted roaming the streets near an abandoned chemical plant in the Russian city of Dzernysk. Newsweek reports about 230 miles east of Moscow. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) I mean... It's like someone, like, let's take the stray dogs. What do we do with them? We have a dog problem in Zernik. Oh, just put them at the chemical plant. It'll yeah. take care of itself. Yeah, they, they'll, weed them, <laughs> they'll weed itself out. Animal activist groups suspect exposure to harmful chemicals may have resulted in the animals first taking on the blue hue, as state-owned news outlet RIA Navasti suggested in a Monday tweet. I would have expected the Russian government to be, like, throwing out different propaganda, like, Someone just left the porta potty door open and they fell in. Yeah, that true, right? And when they say blue hue, it's not a blue hue. These dogs are straight up blue. Yes. They look like they like what you said, they fell into the blue porta potty <laughs> water or they've been dyed blue. They look they yeah. look like they're CGI in some sort of like Disney movie. Yeah, someone photoshopped this bad boy. Yeah, so the, there's a picture on the the futurist site that we're reading from and it's a group of wild dogs in front of a car in the snow and the contrast between the blue dogs and the snow is like crazy. Yeah, it's blue dog, yellow snow. <laughs> They look like essentially like they're Smurfs. Yes, Smurf dogs. <laughs> they're Smurf dogs. They're Smurfette. There's Papa Smurf. <laughs> the one with the glasses is Brainy Brainy. And if dog you look Smurf. in the back, Gargamel's in, <laughs> in the woods. According to the Moscow Times, the nearby factory produced plexiglass and hydrocyanic acid, which is a hydrogen cyanide dissolved in water. Hydrogen cyanide is an extremely poisonous compound that is the precursor of several polymers. It's like, what do you produce? Well, we have some synergy between our products. We make plexiglass and poison. (laughs) 
Yeah, who says that it's a you know it kills people? Look at how beautiful it made these dogs. <laughs> it worked for Belle Biv DeVoe, right? <laughs> do you want to live a normal life as a normal looking dog, or do you want to live a short life <laughs> as, as an amazing looking dog? You can. It's it's the easy E of dogs. <laughs> Just pedal to the metal. The dog's fur may have also been dyed by other chemicals, including copper sulfate. Sulfate a bright blue inorganic compound used in a number of industrial processes. Or just a bunch of emo kids broke in. They're like, we're going to die of these dogs. Right? In other words, it's still unclear what the exact cause of the blue fur is, but it's bad news for the wellness of the poor dogs regardless. The dye on their fur implies that they have had direct contact with or even ingestion of potentially toxic or harmful substances. Kelly O'Meara, Humane Society International's Vice President of Companion Animals, told Newsweek. Jeez, that's a quite, that doesn't fit on your business card. <laughs> it's the wraparound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's your title here? Oh, you didn't, look at the back, too. Do you have a business card? I have business cards. It's a to-be-continued. Uh, do you think if, if the roles were reversed and people were dogs and dogs are people, that the dogs would be, go to like an Ani DeFranco concert and be like, what's wrong with all those people's hair? Oh, yeah. Such a natural color. Yeah. It does look like it's some sort of like Banksy sort of street yeah, art. It does. It's like super like, <laughs> I'm going to dye these nine dogs and have them run around this town that's been abandoned for 25 years. To bring awareness of chemicals. <laughs> This could result in painful skin, burning or itching or internal bleeding and illness that could lead to death without veterinary in- intervention, Omira added. The factory went bankrupt in 2015, according to RIA Novosti report from last week, allowing stray dogs to hang out there. I like how like, the bankruptcy judge is like, you guys must close your doors. No, you can let the dogs in. Yeah. But what about the dogs? Well, they can roam, you yeah, know. They're cool. They can live out the rest of their lives the way they, <laughs> they see fit. Uh, so did the dogs live there before it went bankrupt? <laughs> they owned, That's why they went bankrupt. They owned the chemical plant. <laughs> the guy who used to own it left the chemical plant to the dogs in his will. It's like the, it's like the Russian version of dogs playing poker. <laughs> Dogs making chemicals. Dogs running. Dogs doing industrial it's, processes. All the Russians have the paintings. In their man cave. They got beakers. <laughs> and like. For now, city officials from Dzernisk have taken the dogs to a veterinarian nearby to have them tested. Photos published by Reuters show the blue dogs being looked after at a shelter in Nizhny Novograd a city an hour away from the diverseness. So if you look, if you go to the Reuters site and look at the pictures, there's one of of the blue dog looking super sad and then another dog that's not a blue dog just like glaring at it. Yeah. (laughs) Fortunately, there's some good news as well. Two of the dogs have already found new owners. Who have recently been diagnosed with lymphoma. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the pictures are pretty amazing i mean to see these blue dogs is pretty stat like eye-opening you're like holy shit that's crazy yeah and we'll post a picture of that uh either from the Reuters site or the one that's on the futurist site what do you think about this louis i like that the dogs are getting help they're getting the help they need and you know i think if they were just random dogs roaming that weren't blue the people would have just driven right by you think so but since they were blue they got the attention they needed yeah you know it's sort of like if you have cancer they treat you for cancer what no it's like it's like saying oh the doctor just drove by the normal healthy people (laughs) and and focused on the people with cancer the the jerk we're all equals here (laughs) 
Jeez. Uh, yeah, you know, it reminds me of that George Rodriguez. I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly. The New Orleans artist who made famous the paintings of the blue dogs. That's all this guy painted was these blue dogs and they're pretty famous in new orleans kind of reminds me of that maybe this was his inspiration or maybe his art inspired these dogs boom yeah the dogs were on the internet they they found (laughs) man we had three art references in this story (laughs) about blue dogs uh so yeah it's kind of sad and scary that these dogs are getting into that and i mean of course it's fucking russia Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah they could care less about dogs right I mean, this. I bet this is some sort of secret experiment. Did the did the plant actually go out of business? Oh, or is this being secretly used to test on humans and animals? We need to investigate, let's, Louis. Let's get on it. Goddamn Russia! <laughs> All right. That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for listening. If you can, give us a five-star review. If you haven't already, share this with your friends on your social site, or you can contribute very little money, 2 to $3 a month, to our Patreon page. That's right. In it, you'll get maybe postcards from the road now that we can start slightly traveling again. You can get uh, Matt... Uh, we'll write you a beatnik poem. You know it. And maybe he'll send you uh, his diagnosis of what type of arthritis <laughs> he gets. I asked for the sonogram of my leg for the blood clot. They wouldn't give it to me. Wow. I was a little I was a little upset. So where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? On the 24th, I'll be helping Matt out with a virtual show he's doing. Way to step on your thunder there. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the 27th, I'll be on the Zoom doing a panel discussion with a couple comedy magicians with a guy named Nick Lewin, who's one of my heroes, and a guy named Fielding West. And the, what will you be talking about? Uh, comedy magic. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe I will tune. Does it cost money? I think I may be doing it from your garage. Oh, you, okay, you're doing it from my house. <laughs> I might be. So. Well, then I'm going. <laughs> God damn it. You still got to pay. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I'll have one of those ice cream man change belts at the door to your garage for you to come in. Nice. <laughs> and you're like, wait, this is a free Zoom? I'm excited. I want to learn some comedy magic. Yeah, it'll be exciting. And uh, we did a dry run. It was a lot of fun. Oh, really? Yeah, it was basically. So Nick and Fielding are old Vegas guys. Uh-huh. And so it was just them swapping Vegas stories and me trying to find a place to interject For people being like, why is that guy here? That's pretty much what it is. (laughs) Who is that guy? I'm their token younger person. (laughs) So where can they catch you? Uh, You can see me as the as-for-mentioned 24th. I'll be doing a virtual show for the city of Sammamish. Louie will be producing it. And uh, I don't know much about the show, honestly. All I know is that the woman was very challenging to deal with. And uh, here's the beauty is because uh, I'm doing it uh, in a couple weeks after Matt. Matt's like, did you look at the contract? I'm like, no. And then we started reading it. And it's like they will. The city is to provide a technical crew. I'm like, they're not coming to your house. Oh, no, no. Yeah, this, the contract was a little. This woman is just ridiculous. So if you want to tune in the 24th, you can see the virtual show. And I don't know how much money it is, but uh, yeah. Louie's producing it. So if you want to get in. We will make sure it's complimentary. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be standing at your house with a change belt. (laughs) Also, on the 27th, I'll be attending a comedy magic workshop (laughs) at your own home. At my home with Vegas legends Fielding West and Matt Nick Lewin. Nick Lewin. Yep. And this this other schmuck, Louis Fox. Yep. Who who knows? (laughs) Never heard of him. 
I'll be checking that out. Uh, other than that, you can send us a message, info at oddandoffbeat.com. Check out the website for all the past episodes. If you come across a story that you want to share with us or for us to talk about, go ahead and send that to send us. Send that bad boy in. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. We are in need of weird stories these days. The weird is sort of been put on hold. Yeah, no, people aren't out and about. Like We're starting to get out and be weird again. Yeah. So at any rate, folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird.